Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. When it comes to radio, AMP hits different. AMP is a free live radio app where anyone can hop on the mic and play the music they love. From hip-hop to house music to heavy metal, discover new-to-you tracks and playlists made by music lovers who know what's good. And that includes you. Jump in the chat or call in to share your taste and add your own picks to the mix. Download AMP. That's A-M-P for free in the App Store or go to onamp.com. You lead a busy life. The last thing you have time for is shopping, prepping, and cooking a healthy, homemade meal. With Chef, enjoy authentic meals freshly prepared by the best local cooks in your community and delivered to your door. No prepping, no cooking, no subscription necessary. It's one less thing to worry about after a long day without sacrificing the quality of a homemade meal. Schedule your meals with a local cook at Chef.com. That's Chef with an S dot com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hot Off the Mess. It's a podcast brought to you by The Dip. That's D-I-P-P. Today is Pop Tuesdays, where I cover some of the top news stories of the week. And honestly, it, it could just be what I find to be a top news story. This week, I will be going into Jana Kramer. A lot of you have been asking for this episode for a long time. <laughs> Especially after my Jesse James Decker rant, I was getting a lot of requests for this because a lot of you feel the same way or you're not sure who she is or why she's the worst. Um, So you know what? I'm going to take today and I'm going to tell you all about it. Okay. So first, let's discuss who Jenna Kramer is. She's one of the Nash villains. That's what I call them. That's like that group of women in Nashville who are kind of nightmares on social media, like just James Decker, problematic, this will be, but Sean Johnson, like, just like, if you know, or if you follow them, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Jana is a singer. She was on One Tree Hill for like two seasons. That's not why I have an issue. <laughs> she had a very public, uh, exhausting kind of embarrassing relationship with her ex-husband, Mike Casson. Casson? You know, I... Listen, I'm like invested, but I'm not that invested to the point like where I know exactly the exact pronunciation of this man's name, but he's like an ex-NFL player. They first started dating in 2014. 
Before she was dating Mike, she was engaged to Brantley Gilbert, who is a country singer. And per People Magazine in 2011, she was briefly wed to actor Jonathan Shake. After marrying in 2010, they split not long after and finalized their divorce in 2011. She also was previously married to Michael Gambino in 2004. So that's just like a little bit of history with little Miss Jana. Now, there have been rumors that he had cheated on her while they were dating. So they were actually only together for four months before they got engaged. So, I mean, just we're starting off kind of rough, in my opinion. And you're probably thinking like, Sam, why do you have an issue with this girl when she's the one being cheated on? And it's like, guys, I have an issue with him as well. He sounds like a piece of shit. But I'll get to the whole Jana aspect of it later on. I just kind of wanted to give you a little bit of a timeline here because I think it's important to like set it up and give you guys the backstory before we get into the social media aspect of it all, which is like really, it's a lot. Okay. So they supposedly broke up for a very brief amount of time, or there were rumors that he cheated on her. She and followed him on social media and deleted all pictures of them together. They then got engaged in December of 2014. And then they got married in May of 2015. They had their first child together in 2016, Jolie Ray. They have two kids together now, but Jolie was their first. Shortly after the birth of Jolie, Mike cheated on Jana with multiple women and then found treatment for a sex addiction in August of 2016. Now, this is kind of where it all begins, I guess. Like, because also keep in mind in 2016, like social media was like really, it was a lot more popular on like to be on Instagram in 2016 than it was like when they met in 2014. Does that make sense? Like you have to think about it. Like remember the Valenciaga or no Valencia filter on Instagram? Like that, that's the time. That's the era we're living in right now during this. So I just wanted to make that clear. Um, Mike then filed for divorce from her in September, but then they dismissed it two days later. So you can already kind of see like they have a very rocky up and down roller coaster type of relationship. And they really, God, where to begin? Where to begin? This is kind of where they, I think, realized that they could profit off of their instability, if you will. And it's very odd to me. I find it, I find it exhausting and it's always on social media. Like it, like they take it to another level. Like, for example, they post, she posted several months after the divorce, you know, was thrown out basically because they reconciled or something like they, they would still like, he would still be referred to as like her estranged husband, which she said, she made it clear that they were working on things. Um, and of course her favorite outlet is us weekly. This woman tells us weekly what she ate for breakfast if she stubbed her big toe, like she is always giving commentary. It's never like, oh, an insider of Jana Kramer. Like it's literally Jana. Like she is 
she's got them on speed dial. She's got them in her favorites on her phone. She's got their text messages pinned in her fucking phone, I bet. I mean, I don't know that for sure. Obviously, I'm joking, but it's very, it's a lot. <laughs> like, it's a lot. If you're ever on Instagram and you follow Us Weekly, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They post about this woman who has not had a song come out since 2015. She was in like one Lifetime movie since then. Like, she's not like, you know, relevant, I guess you could say. Like, she's not like a working actress. She's not, you know, on the stage at the CMAs. Like, she's strictly just posting things on Instagram and like making her life incredibly public. And you're probably like, why is that such a problem? And it's, it's not an, a problem. I find it to be strange that someone would like put their marriage so public and their problems so publicly out there. And like, so, okay, Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell they are very open and honest about their struggles in their marriage, but they're never like, oh, this is so exhausting. I don't know why I do this. Like, they don't post it like that. Like, they're just like, oh, yeah, we go to therapy because that's just something we have to do in our relationship. Uh, and it works for us. It's fine. So many celebrity couples have come out and been like, listen, therapy is okay. It doesn't mean that your marriage is in the shitter. It just means like we have things that we want to work on. Also, I think being in the public eye, like there's probably so much to discuss in therapy because it's like, not only is it just you guys, but like the whole world is watching and it's up to you if like how much you want people to know. And the thing about why I call them the Nash villains is I, I find them, I find this specific group of women that live there not talking about like the actual like citizens of Nashville. I'm talking like these women in particular is Jana and Jesse James Decker and like John Johnson and like these people is they have like insane amount of like reach and influence and they do not use their platform in a way that I think is helpful really. I mean, I've talked about this uh, with Jesse James Decker. I did a podcast episode on her where I'm just like this woman, it's the basic like white mediocrity and she just gets by on that. And I know that that sounds harsh, but it's true. And when she has 3 million followers and doesn't post a single thing regarding Black Lives Matter, the election, nothing, like no, nothing. But yet she has made posts before about Colin Kaepernick kneeling and that. Like, so I'm pretty sure you guys are picking up what I'm putting down. If you don't, you probably turned off this podcast by now and that's fine. But I'm just saying like, that's the kind of person we're dealing with is like, they know that a majority of their followers are women and they know a majority of their followers are probably white women who lean more conservatively and that that's just the truth. And, um, and that's fine. But like, I, I just, it, it, I don't know. I just find it odd that like Jana would post so much about her marriage being a tr literal train wreck, but never once posted about anything like that has to do with like social issues. And I don't necessarily think I want Jana Kramer's uh, opinion on like the Palestinian Israeli conflict. I'm not saying that, but like it just feels a little odd. Do you guys like 
Am I making sense? I think I'm making sense. I am. I'm fine. But so, yeah, like, for example, one of the things that she posted on Instagram was, and and this was like after they were like estranged, but still working on things. It says, we may not have the perfect fairy tale love story, but what is perfect between us is our little girl. And I'm just like, can't you just post about your, your kid? Like, why does it always have every single post goes back to the fact that like they are in a terrible relationship and I find it so odd. Instead of just being like, got ice cream with Jolie today or whatever. It's like, you know, our marriage is really horrible, but our daughter isn't. It's like, what are you fucking saying? Then in 2018, she told her favorite outlet, Us Weekly, that they renewed their vows. Now, if you are here, you probably are a Bravo fan. So you know that renewing your vows is literally the kiss of death. Like you don't renew your vows unless you want to get divorced. That is why I'm very scared for Miss Karen Huger and Ray Huger over in Real Houses of Potomac because I know that they're renewing their vows and I'm just like, oh God, kill me. Because it's like, haven't we all learned our lessons like Vicky Gunvalson, Sheena Bedore, um, I mean, Ramona and Mario. Like, we, like, these are things that you just don't do. Like, when I saw Kim Zolciak and Croy renewed their vows recently, I think last year, I was like, oh no, Kimmy, 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 Kimmy. No, we don't need to be renewing our vows. Like, what is going on in your household that you're renewing your vows? I just think it's silly, especially when you've been married for three years. <laughs> Like Karen Huger is, they're renewing their vows at the 25th year anniversary, I believe. 25 years. That's a long time. That's almost, that's like a little younger than me. That's like insane. But to renew your vows after three years, I'm just like, oh, sweet Jesus. So she told us weekly, I think for us, renewing our vows is something like we're both committed to each other and letting the past be something that fuels us to be better people. Oh, Jenna. Because, again, it's never like we love each other, we're committed to each other. It's just like we have to bring up the fact that he had cheated on her. And I would assume many times for him to have to go to rehab for a sex addiction a la Tiger Woods, which I, you know what? Speaking of old Tiger, have we ever processed how insane that story was? Like the coverage on that story? When really it's like, is it that big of a deal? I know you shouldn't be cheating on your spouse. That's a fucking given. But they acted like this man like joined ISIS. Seriously, like I will never forget. I was working at a restaurant and they had it like plastered on the news the whole day, the whole entire day. It was Tiger Woods did this tiger. It's like, yeah, the man had, has an addiction to sex or he just wanted to cheat on his wife. I don't, I don't think just because you cheated your wife, you have a sex addiction. Okay. I don't, let's make that clear. But yeah, wow. That was a wild time. (laughs) because it was like taken so serious. Like there was press conferences. It was a little too, little too much. Personally, I think, it, okay, while it was too much, I also think it would be amazing is if every man who's ever cheated 
and their spouse or significant other has to do a press conference then. Like that would be kind of amazing because buckle up girls. We'd be, it would be, it would be, men would never, I hope that they would never cheat again because I think a lot of men actually have fear of public speaking. So they would, they probably have a more, a bigger fear of public speaking than they do like actually their wives like leaving them, which is like really sad. I don't know how I got into Tiger. No, I do know how I got into Tiger Woods, but you know, you guys are on a journey with me here on this podcast. So again, the Instagram post from Jenna, they just continue. This girl posted an anniversary post saying for better or for worse. Now, again, going to repeat myself. Why are you doing this? Why can't you just be like, hey, I love this man and I'm committed to him. Why does it always have to be like, because you know why? Because that fuels them. It gets them in the headlines. Again, if you go to Us Weekly, I could look right now on their Instagram and there's probably three photos of Jenna. Three. It's crazy. But so before I get into the fact that these two decided to start a podcast together, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Let's be honest, ratings and reviews are so important, especially when you're in need of a doctor. You wouldn't go to a restaurant if they only had one star, so I go through all of that with a healthcare provider. And after the last year, now is the time to prioritize your health. Whether you need a primary care physician, a dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, or other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. Just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Go to ZocDoc.com slash H-O-T-M and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash H-O-T-M. Okay, so we're back <laughs> and we're going to continue to talk about Jenna Kramer because again, it's it's a Tuesday. It's what I'm feeling in my heart and my soul. I just have to get this off my chest. Also, people, I just, you know, they're asking. You guys are asking for this. Uh, so I'm here, you know, ask, believe, receive in the words of Kim Zolciak-Bierman and I am doing that for you. So they decided to start a podcast together. And this is around the same time that I kind of, started making my Instagram. So I would post about this because I'm like, oh my God, now these two are making a fucking podcast together called Wine Down. And it's not wine like drink. It's wine like I'm a whiny. (sighs) Why these two decide to take it to the mic and discuss their marriage problems? Because it's, it's not problems that are behind them. It's not problems that they've overcome. Like, do you guys remember in New York, Real Housewives of New York, when Ramona wanted to write a book? And she was like going up with all, she was like thinking of all the titles for the book. And she was like life on the Ramona coaster. And then it was like work in progress. And Bethany's like, if you are saying you're a work in fucking progress at 60 years old, no one's going to want to buy your fucking book. Like, no, that's just not happening. And that's kind of how I feel about them. It's like, 
they're not coming from a place of like, this is in our past, we're working on it. Like they would get in fights on like, you know, the day before they would record their podcast and then just talk about the fight the next day. I just don't like it. I don't know. Maybe because I, I would just be a little bit more private about my life. And I don't think, I don't think it's productive. I don't think this is a productive thing. But so on the podcast, in one of the episodes, she said, I stayed in the beginning for Jolie so that I could say to my daughter, I tried everything to keep the families together. And now I'm not sacrificing my happiness. If I was miserable, I would not still be in a relationship with my husband, but we've continued to grow. Beautiful. Beautiful. We love that. You know, we want relationships to stay together, but I also don't think, I mean, uh, how happy can you be? Like you just renewed your vows. But then in the summer of 2018, they announced they were having a baby. So they had another baby, a baby boy. Congratulations, Mazel. And then very shortly after, in 2019, an episode of her podcast, she said that there was a massive relapse in Mike's sex addiction about a year prior. So think about that. Like I said, you're not renewing your vows when things are going well. Because if she says this in 2019, about a year prior is 2018, which is when they got their vows renewed. So that means that he had a massive relapse in his sex addiction around then. But she wanted to specify that there was no sex outside the marriage. Mike said, I'm not minimizing cheating because we have other things in Jan and Mai's discussion of boundaries that's cheating, but no sex outside of the marriage. I just want people to be clear that there wasn't any other affair since that moment. And then Jana chimes in and she says, yes, it wasn't physical outside of the marriage, but it was something where the action was basically, we're just basically happy that someone didn't show up. I showed up at the hotel instead. If you really want to know. What the fuck? You renewed your vows with this man? Uh, uh, You guys. And also, the posts on Instagram, they are deleted now because they're no longer together. Spoiler alert. I know that's shocking. These two didn't wind up together. But I mean, they were a lot at the time. It was a lot of like crying selfies with a black and white filter. It was a lot of like hashtag we're going to make it work, baby. Like it was, it was a lot. So it just seems like what is going on? What is happening right now? Then again, in October of 2019, they announced on their podcast that she found other shady texts. She says, I saw it and my heart just fell. I was like, it's here. It's happened again. I'm such a fucking idiot. How did this happen again? I don't want to live this kind of life. We just moved into this beautiful house and we had our second child and we fought so hard. Why is this happening again? (sighs) Jenna, it's happening again because you're married to a man who just literally cannot help himself. And I know that this is going to sound really fucked up, but I'm not a natural conspiracy theorist, but there is a part of me that's like, are these things really happening? And, or are, are they just kind of being made up? Because I know that sounds fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm working through this as I'm speaking. Okay. Per usual. But I'm also like, is this really happening? 
or do you just want your name in the tabloids? Because to have this information put out there is actually insane. You never, you, we just got more information on Angelina and Brad's divorce proceedings. Like we just got that information. They have been divorcing since like 2017, I think, or 2016. So this is, this is, I don't think I'm fully getting it through to you, like how insane I find this relationship. And maybe it's me because I'm a Scorpio and I'm just like a naturally like really private person. But also I demand like full transparency from every single person in my life. It's really, it's really fucked up actually, but we're working on it. Then in December of 2019, he took her to Chicago for her birthday trip and she posted like, best husband ever, best day ever. And then later on that month, she decided to post 2019. You're coming to a very interesting end. And for now, all I have to say is time heals all wounds. Like, bitch, you know what you're doing with that. Like that, this is where right there is like where I get so frustrated is it's like, you know that that will drive speculation. You know that this will fuel rumors. You know that this will get your name in fucking Us Weekly's Instagram feed. Like, like, can't you just like do this in silence? Because this isn't like a thing where it's like you're being transparent to like show people like a weight loss journey or, you know, like how to get over a break, like a bad breakup. Like this is like the dissolution of your marriage that you have just been so public about. And I find it so odd because of course, in every single Instagram comment, it's like, oh my God, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Did he cheat again? And she's fucking loving it. She's loving it. It's like, I don't know if she's like an emotional masochist or like what, but it just feels fucking odd. It just feels weird to me. And of course, like, because this is again, something that like her PR rep or herself or someone is like feeding the tabloids because like, I can't think of someone who hasn't done that much that recently, like career-wise to be like in the spotlight this much. It just feels odd. And then there were rumors that she was trying to get on the, um, like a potential like Real Housewives show. Yeah. So there were those rumors, alleged rumors that she like was going to get tested. Like they were going to move to, I think like Orange County or Beverly Hills at California. And she tried to get tested for the show. And then like producers were like, no, that's like absolutely not going to fucking happen. I think she's actually friends with Melissa Gorga, which I mean, okay. Uh, Love Melissa, love her, but it just, you know, you guys get what I'm saying. Then she pulled wife from her Instagram bio in the same month, December 2019, and also deleted his name from their podcast, but then added the, both of those things back the following day. However, several posts of her and Mike were removed from her Instagram as well. So again, she's doing a lot of like Easter egg type things where it's like, are people going to notice? Are they going to you know pay attention? I know Real Housewives do that when they possibly... <laughs> want to negotiate their pay. I've talked about this. I had a housewife reach out to me before and wanted me to post about the fact she took the Real Housewives of City out of her bio so that I could be like, oh my God, look, she deleted this. What does that mean? Is she not coming back? And then Bravo could potentially give her a higher uh, salary if they saw how much 
you know, she's wanted. And I think kind of us Garcelle is doing right now, if I'm being honest, because she did say recently that she was coming back. And now she's like, there's speculation that she's not. And I'm just like, is she just saying that to try to negotiate her pay? Because if she is like, good for her. Like, as long as she's not going like behind everyone's back on like on random Instagram accounts like mine, telling me to like post about this, like I'm good. Be, you know, whatever. But back to Jana. Back to Jana. Let's circle back. Let's get back on track. In February of 2020, after saying she found something out, they took time apart and then posted uh, very shortly after two days away to connect, laugh, unplug, and redo our New Year's. We even watched the ball drop. There's nothing wrong with a redo, and there's no better time to rebuild than now. Hashtag rebuilding together. Hashtag happy new year. You guys. Guys, guys, guys. Oh, that's dark. That's a loaded. That's loaded. (laughs) Because, again, it's a lot of back and forth. I have whiplash. I'm exhausted. My weave is exhausted. Pearly and luck and Dallas Housewives. Like, I'm just like, baby, what are we doing? Like, give up. It's now, it's like now it's getting weird. If you have to post, I talk about this on here a lot. When people overshare about their relationship, I think they're trying to project. Not sure what she's thinking. I mean, I think I know she's trying to get fame. It's very strange. But then you guys, they wrote a book together. When they announced this fucking book, I was floored. These are not two people I am taking relationship advice from. Frankly, I don't want to know more about their shitty relationship more than I already have to from what they put out there on social media. Truly. But the book they wrote is called The Good Fight, Wanting to Leave, Choosing to Stay, and the Powerful Practice for Loving Faithfully. Red fucking flags, you guys. Like, wow. Wow. Uh, I just couldn't. I mean, as if 2020 couldn't have gotten worse for us, like that was a doozy. I remember, (laughs) listen, I want to make this also very clear. I don't hate her. Like, I don't hate anybody. I just like, she's someone that I'm just like, I don't understand like why you're doing this to yourself. Like, why are you doing this to us? Why are you doing this to your children? Like, it just feels, just feels like a lot of drama and ups and downs. So then she posted in July of 2020, quote, holy hell was four years ago, the worst day of both of our lives. And damn, did our world literally explode. But last night was the first time on this day that we were closer than ever. Sure. There were some tears, but the connection was stronger than it's ever been. I'm so thankful for the way Mike leaned in with empathy. That makes all the difference. Guys. When you post shit like that, you're breaking up the next week. (laughs) Like, there is no chance in fucking hell. You're literally, you have an anniversary for the day that your fucking husband cheated on you? What? Like, it it just is odd. It's just a very odd thing. Um, And guys, they divorced. They literally officially divorced in like April of this year, she announced this actually with a breast implants ad on her Instagram. So that feels, that tracks to me. She said she has never been shy about their issues, but apparently a couple weeks before they broke up, they decided to write a second book together on trust. 
again, why are we buying these people's books? Who is buying Jana and Mike's book on trust? When No, that's no, 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 no. It's crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely insane. Um, and like, she's just posted a lot of other things like on her Instagram as of recently, like within the last year, since the divorce and everything, she's been single, like a lot about being a single mom. She posted that she went on a a hate site and saw that people were shaming her for being a single mom. Now, I think people on the internet can be very, very cruel. I understand, but I also feel like sometimes influencers or people like Chana, whatever, they like make these things up or they see one comment about it and suddenly everyone on the internet is saying it. Like, I will never forget. I'm not going to say who the influencer on Instagram was. She had posted a picture of her baby and she was like, people are in my DMs telling me how ugly my baby is. I'm like, bitch, no one is fucking saying that. If they are, it's probably one person and you should just block them and move on. Like, you don't need to make a whole post about it. You know your baby's not ugly. It's just a weird, like, fishing for compliments thing. It's just like, it drives me fucking nuts. Like, I said this on my Instagram last week. So there was the uh, influencer YouTuber, Jacqueline Hill, who I used to like love so much. And then she kind of like took a weird turn for me, like during the whole lipstick gate. That was a weird time. But she always like, and I don't know if it's like a defense mechanism for her, but like she'll talk about like her weight and she'll be like, I know people are going to comment on my face, but here's a picture of me and my dog that I really liked. It's like, why, like, why are you even feeding into that negativity? Like, why are we doing that? So it just, I don't understand this, but now gets a little messy with little Miss Jana. She is now supposedly dating Jay Cutler, who is Kristen Cavallari's ex-husband. They all live in Nashville. Jay and Jana were officially photographed together out at an event And an insider close to Kristen says, it's not a coincidence that Jay decided to go public with Jana right after the news that Kristen and Chase Rice are dating. Um, So yeah, apparently those two are together, which that actually like feels right, Chase Rice and Kristen. Like that feels like a very Nashville, um, Nashville and couple. But Jana and Jay Cutler, and I was reading more about their relationship and like, you know, quote unquote, insiders are saying It feels like a weird pairing just because he's so private. Like all he talks about on his Instagram is like his chickens and his goats. Like he's really not posting about his life. Whereas Jana obviously does. She posts like her kids are very active on her social media. Like his are not. I think him and Kristen like even are those people that, which is fine. You can do whatever you want. They like post a picture of their kids, but like will cover their face with an emoji. Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell do that too. I think Mila Kunis does. I don't know. A lot of celebrities do. And in my head, I'm like, then why even, why are you, I don't know. Don't post your kids in. It just feels weird. Um, whatever. My whole problem with influencers posting their children. I mean, I guess we're here. Let's just really quick. I'll just touch on it. I'm really, really curious to see what happens when these kids of influencers get older, because like your entire life has been documented without your consent. As a child, like now it's on in public record and you can go look up like when Bailey lost her first tooth or like if Bailey did something and I don't know who Bailey is. It's just like, it feels like an influencer's kid's name. 
it just is like, I think we need to be a little bit more careful about how we post our kids on Instagram. And I'm not a mother, but I, I would just be very cautious because it's also like their life. Like it's, and you're just making it so public and like influencer families as a whole kind of creep me out because as you guys know how I feel about men who use social media, I just think it's gross. Like, I don't know. I know that sounds kind of like sexist, if you will, but like, it's such a turnoff to me if a guy has like a curated Instagram feed or if he has like 600 followers and he's following 1300 people. You get what I mean? Like, it's just, no, 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 no. Like my friend Paige and I, we were talking and she's like, her friend met a guy who gets like 300 likes on his photo. And she's like, I was disgusted. I was like, no, same. It's like just this idea that like, I don't know. I listen, it's like a heavy bachelor contestant vibes. Like those, those guys that go on the bachelor who are like very invested in their social media. I just don't fully get it. I know that you make a lot of money doing it or you can, but I don't listen. I don't know. I have problems clearly. But yeah, so I just back to Jay and Jana. I just, it's a couple that makes a lot of sense. I think it's very, it's an opportunistic pairing is what I'll say. It feels random, but it also feels right. Like they would find each other because I do think he wants to make Kristen jealous. But Kristen's like, dude, get get the fuck out of here. And I guess, allegedly, Kristen and Jana, uh, there was speculation that like they weren't friends, they were friends. But um, someone told us weekly, she was like, or he, I don't know, was just like, I don't think Kristen would block Jana if they weren't good friends. And they're probably like social circle friends. I mean, I'm going to like keep all eyes and ears on this situation because I personally find it to be very juicy. Because, you know, she will eventually go public on her actual Instagram with Jay and we'll get to see the ins and outs of that relationship as we saw with Mike. So that's pretty much it. I had to give the backstory. I think you all are picking up what I'm putting down. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, we have new episodes every Tuesday, which are pop culture related, and every Friday, which is Bravo Friday. And this is a podcast brought to you by The Dip. That's D-I-P-P with two Ps. So for 20% off at thedip.com, use code H-O-T-M. And again, if you could rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, do that. And check out the other amazing podcasts brought to you by The Dip. There's so many amazing ones. I mean, I'm going to plug my own shortcomings. It's the Sex and City podcast where we go in chronological order and shoot the shit. Me and my friend Chris Lewis. There's also the Slut Pig podcast, but now we said it. Uh, We are the cute one. Um, Just so many good ones. So if you want to go check those out, please do wherever you listen. And I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. You know those cigarette butts that you see every day? They're made of microplastics and they line our streets and waterways. On California beaches, they're the number one plastic you'll find. Over 35 years, cleanups have collected millions combined. But no matter where you see them, they're all getting smaller, eventually leaching into our food, our air, our water. The tobacco industry's to blame for all of the harm that they do. For the harm to the people we love, and the harm to you too. Learn more at undo.org. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means Six Flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. 
We're talking thrilling coasters, amazing animal attractions, and this. Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride, like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola, come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99.